Welcome to another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Absolutely. Once you have that nicer, newer car, at some point you're going to need that oil change and those tire service. So you might as well get that taken care of right here in Joplin at Downtown Lube. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So you can visit their website at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. Again, not a matter of if, matter of when you're going to need that oil change and those tire service and your vehicle maintenance. So make sure you get that taken care of again right here in Joplin on First and Main Street at Downtown Lube. And welcome in to the official start of the NFL offseason. It's brutal. Title of the episode today is, what, what do we do without football? Yeah, I mean, what do I do with my hands here? You know, I want, I want to go fast. That's, uh-huh. you know, but it went a little too fast. Easy. That's my leg. Uh, we are <laughs> going to talk basketball today and maybe even a little bit of baseball. What do we do without football? NBA had a pretty good performance last night. Mm-hmm. Mac McClung finally bringing back the dunk. Contest. I mean, rejuvenated that sucker. Brought it back to life. I mean, it was... Mm-hmm. It's been dead for a minute. You know, I think we hit 60 seconds, and he came in with a beep. Woke it back up, ready to rock and roll. Yeah. (laughs) Revived, baby. Um, But, I mean, it was just – it was so much fun. I'm not going to say and act like I watched it. I did not. But it was the fact that there was actual highlights that I wanted to share or rewatch multiple times. Mm -hmm. Or even just the fact that there were dunks that you were like, I need to watch that again. Yeah. What did he actually just do? It was very impressive, and we talked about it a little bit on the last episode, too, of, like, good for the NBA to recognize, like, hey, here's a guy who's pretty talented, who can move the needle a little bit. Let him come and and do the dunk contest, and even he's already said, like, he's interested in doing it next year. I don't know if he's going to be on an NBA roster anytime soon. I kind of hope if you're the 76ers, you bring him up anyways. Like, hey, you're winning. You get a guy to come off the bench and just be electric. You know, yeah. like that's that would be a nice little spark. Stuff him on the end of the bench. Yeah, maybe he plays, maybe he doesn't, but maybe just give him a chance. I mean, you, Jeremy Lin. You know, maybe, can we get a little spurt of that? A little Lin. I think that would just kind of you know rejuvenate the NBA a little bit too. Because I'll be honest, it's kind of boring. I love how we come in here and we're like, oh, we're going to talk basketball, we're going to talk baseball, and we've done none the last three episodes that we've mentioned it. <laughs> right. Like we just stuck to football Will it for an hour today? and a half. I don't know. We'll see. I think so. But there is a lot of football to get into as well. And then we will preview some baseball stuff. But I, I thought the dunk contest was cool. It, again, I didn't watch it. I didn't take time out of my Saturday night to be like, I have to sit down and watch this. I'm sure a lot of people did. Mm-hmm. But it is cool to see, um, like you said, highlights back on social media. Um, I mean, I was so impressed. I put it on my Instagram story. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I know. I couldn't tell you the last time I put from the, something from the NBA on my uh, Instagram story. And we are getting into the season. Now where we don't have much left to mm-hmm. watch. So basketball is going to ramp up, uh, get the all-star game. Uh, and then you'll see a couple of these new guys, Kyrie Irving playing with Dallas, Kevin Durant playing in Phoenix. I think that's going to be exciting. And we're getting close to the NBA playoffs as well. And also, uh, what are we going to do in the offseason? Uh, college basketball? Just around the corner. Like, end of February here. And I'm starting We're to get that 20 itch. days into February. Boy, those flew by. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a lot of extra skipped Mondays from my ass again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> Whoops. Yep. Are you still training for a triathlon? Are you still going to do a triathlon? Let me pose the question. That so way. the, the, the plan is yes. The reality of it, like if I'm being completely honest with myself, it's looking slim right now it is. because I had two goals this year, be able to dunk by our alumni tournament. And that happens at the end of April and then do a triathlon in June. I made those uh, at the end of December. It wasn't be able, it wasn't like dunking a game. I just want to be able yeah, to dunk, be like yeah. just jump up and dunk a basketball about that time period. Since then, I have hurt my back. I've retwisted my left ankle and been in a car accident. And it is just like throwing everything out of whack to where I was like, okay, hey, like let's just rest, you know, just rest and relaxation. Just a little R and R. Didn't do shit for me. My back tightened back up even more. So I've been going to a chiropractor, been getting massages, been doing freaking acupuncture. It's been feeling better. I then go to train. Ankles feeling fine too. I even got some Brooks, some nice running shoes to help with any pain coming from the knees. Shut up, Brooks. The... Thanks for the shoes. Of myself. Uh huh. Now we're twenty days into February, and it's like, <laughs> now we got to get going. Like we, this, I got a month and a half to train in. to dunk. Like, hey, let me tell you, brother, it probably ain't happening. <laughs> like, like, that's me being realistic. I had too much. You know, I could do a ten week training program if I started tomorrow. And that's for the that's another Monday, part. huh? That's for the dunking part. Yes. And I've also, I've also cleaned up my diet quite a bit. Mm -hmm. So I got on the weight scale today and was like, okay, hey, just keep, just keep doing what you're doing. That's also something I need to tell myself. I need to just, it's like the moment I start to praise myself, I'm like, I'm good. I'll just, you know, reward yourself. And then I give here. more rewards than I am working, and it doesn't really work out that way. Uh, you get that one cheat day right yep. before you work out. Like, yeah, I'm going to start on Monday. So, you know, Friday and Saturday, eat whatever I want. Yep, yep. And then you never start on Monday. Mm-mm. That's the, that's the discipline. vicious cycle of it all. So, but the triathlon is the one that I'm really interested in because you did say, and we've talked about it on the show, that you wanted to do one. It is. It's become a pretty popular topic, especially in our friend groups. I have. That's all. That's all everyone talks all to me about time. anymore. Like my buddy the other day was like, "It's just not going to happen, is it?" And then my other buddy sent me a link to register, and I was like, "It's out. It's open." It, it opened up the other day. I really want you to do it. I really want to do it as well, but I need myself to be healthy. Like, I don't want to be continuing to be in pain and the day come in and I do it and then I'm sore for, you know what I mean? That I'm incapable of doing anything else for I two weeks. What you should do first is sign up for a 5K. So that is my plan. Like, I feel like I, it would be, I can get in running shape quicker than I can anything else. Mm -hmm. And it's also super cold, so I can't just like. And then maybe by the end of the year, make the triathlon your goal. An end of the year triathlon? Yeah. Maybe. Or take the whole year to train for a triathlon. <laughs> I don't know. Catch you on the swing next year. <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be really cool and exciting, and I was excited to go. I also don't want to drive out somewhere and watch you drown. <laughs> yeah, I, I also don't want to drown. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't want to do all this training and then drown. Yeah, we agree on that. No one wants you to drown. <laughs> yeah. And I would just be standing there helpless. Like, somebody should get him. <laughs> hey, uh, I he hasn't come up yet. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. Somebody should. It's not me. So, yeah, maybe maybe you do a 5K. What would be scary if you actually lost me in the water and thought I was somebody else, and then I run by you, and you've spent the whole time watching this other person and realize it's not me, and you're like, where is he? No, I was, I was going to make signs. I'll still do it. You do a 5K. I'll be there to support you. <laughs> make signs for someone that's not there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where is he? What number? Uh, is he? Damn alarm didn't go off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I think run at a 5K. Let's yeah. You do that. It's just I got I got to get disciplined, and I'm I'm finally in spot now too. If we're if we're being realistic with me and everybody else, I'm now in like 
feel healthy enough to where I can go do that. Like, I'm going to go play basketball tonight. Mm-hmm. That's a true test to see how my back's going to handle that and my ankle that's been getting the real rest and relaxation of just not doing or jumping on it. You know what I mean? So we'll I see. Could, I, I know somebody that would run a 5K with you. It's not me. Yeah, I also don't know if I want to run a 5K with someone who's going to smoke my ass. You know what I mean? It's more like I want to run it with them, not lose them, and then be like, I actually don't That's know where I'm at. Totally relatable to that one. <laughs> <laughs> so TBD on your New Year's resolutions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one do you think is more realistic? You running a 5K or you dunking a basketball? Running a 5K is very more realistic. The basketball is more just like a – being able to just jump like that again, mm-hmm. like feeling healthy, you know what I mean? Healthy and strong enough to do it. Yeah. A lot of hamstrings, a lot of stretching. Mm-hmm. Do yeah. a lot of stretching. That'll help you out. I've been doing that. So I've been doing like, I've been taking all this serious. Like that's what the first two months, you know what? I have been working to make this happen. I've yeah. just not been doing the whole like activity aspect of it. I've just been taking care of me, mm-hmm. resting the ankle, your mental health. My now that's, <laughs> Car wreck wrecked that. You know what I mean? That, that, was, a, that was a double whammy there. It's put, you in, it's put your boy in quite the situation. <laughs> We're going back to Dollar General Chicken Nuggets for a couple weeks. <laughs> Damn sales tax. Fucking killer. <laughs> yeah. New cars, um, not cheap. Anyway. <laughs> Even after a wreck. <laughs> so that's what we've been doing with our off season. Um, we didn't talk about me. Pretty much same old thing. I was going to say, yeah, how are you? I'm good. Yeah? I'm good. the happiest guy in the world right now. <laughs> You know what's real confusing? Let's just put it out there. I'm in a relationship. <gasps> Say it again for anyone who might I, have missed it. Yeah, with a girl. I am in a relationship. It, things are going very well. And this is one thing that has really confused me over the last couple of weeks. I get so many messages from people saying that I look incredibly happy now and that I deserve to be happy. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't deserve to be happy? Saddam Hussein. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> I mean, so I get like, like, thanks for the messages. I am happy. It's the part where people tell me I deserve to be happy. I've heard it like four different times. So that doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean like there's other people out there that don't deserve to be happy. It's just been like, you deserve to be happy in this situation. Like everyone is very aware of how things ended with you beforehand. The last time you were happily in a relationship. <laughs> whether it was or not. Well, last and time I was in now, a relationship, not happily. <laughs> exactly. Married. But anywho, it's just like, okay, hey, look at this guy. Like, we've seen, we've heard everything you've had to say about it. We, we know about the bet that was made, you know, like. So maybe I should mention that too. Yeah. Yes, she knows about the bet. I've had multiple people ask me about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. But the thing is, though, is it's like. <laughs> Like, I mean, we've even got Bryce in the chat. Congrats, Mel. You absolutely love to see it. And it's just like, even being around you, like there's, and I know it's cracking jokes. Wednesday, we ended up going to the parade uh, up in Kansas City. Um, <laughs> Mel brought his girlfriend, of course. She's a great time. She's a lot of fun to be here. I know it's had to crack jokes. Only red flag is the fact that she's a St. Louis Cardinals fan and not just a Cardinal, like diehard. Like the, the, like the type of fan for the Cardinals as I am truly for the Chiefs. Like, mm-hmm. it, like that's the relatable part of that. Um and it's just like, it's so cool. But at the same time, it's like, you were collecting confetti at the parade <laughs> for her friend. You're just going to out And me. the only thing I could think of was like six months ago, th- three months ago, before you guys were official, you wouldn't have done that. If you were going somewhere and I said, hey, will you grab some confetti for me? I have a, like, my girlfriend wants one. I know you would be like, hey, man, I'm not going to go make an effort to catch confetti that you can give to somebody else. 
And that's like, I would be understanding of that. But now you're over here, I'm watching you just like fiddle with getting confetti out of a net or picking it up and be like, ooh, there's another piece. Or like, hey, easy on my jacket. I got confetti in there. And it's just like, <laughs> you cute little bastard. Like, just quit it, you know? Just like, <laughs> you're making me feel real good about myself. You're just, right you're just a little sweetheart now, you know? I am. Game recognizes game. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, other things that have changed this offseason, uh, Derek Carr changing locations. Yep. He is visiting the New York Jets. That's uh, a move that I think both of us are, are very much in favor of. And we talked a lot about on Thursday. And if you're the Jets, like you have to do this. I know there are a lot of Jets fans out there that think, like, hey, let's wait on Derek Carr. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't do it. And There's you know, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. The other Aaron thing. Rogers. With this, is that we, we talked about the Jets' options with Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers, and I feel like we almost just kind of skipped over the possibility of Jimmy Garoppolo. Like yeah, Robert like Sala he's... has, you know what I mean? He understands Jimmy Garoppolo. He knows how he works. He, know what ty- he knows what type of leader you know, he is and the way he's going to go about things. If you're Robert Sala, are you more comfortable having that guy who we can also, you know, we have another buddy who's real big in statistics, and with Jimmy Garoppolo, the dude wins. Now, does he also get his teammates hurt in the process with some inaccurate throws? Very much so. But he has weapons, and he's shown that when he does have weapons and he does have a good play caller, he can make things happen. Do you trust, like, and now it comes down to, do you trust Jimmy Garoppolo or Derek Carr more? What's the potential there? Yeah, I like Derek Carr more than Jimmy Garoppolo. One is going to come much cheaper than the other. Mm-hmm. And I think for the Jets, like, that's a good next option. I agree, To look yeah. at Jimmy G. Because they do. They have so much on that roster, so much talent on that roster that you might not need somebody that's, you know, absolutely great, like yeah. a pro bowler. And you could probably still win that division. They were very good last year. And they didn't they didn't have a quarterback at all. Joe nope. Flacco was playing for them. And Mike White came in and you know had a couple of weeks there where it was fun, but like outside of that it just was that did we all really believe it? Are we on mm-hmm. I didn't at least. I think we wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Wanted <laughs> Wanted to believe it, but knew better. Yeah, still tried is, to give it an opportunity, and it came back to bite us. Yep, and it is interesting to see like, the Jets making quarterback moves. Obviously, Zach Wilson. I just don't know that he's ever going to be anything with the Jets. Man, I don't know if he's going to be any. Like, I think back to this all the time too with like Zach Wilson. Is where did the hype all of a sudden come from that last year at BYU? You know, like even like I feel like there was old Mountain West teams. There was just question marks there too coming into the league with his leadership style and you know how's a how's it how's he going to handle jumping from middle of nowhere to Utah? I shouldn't say middle of nowhere, but I mean going from BYU to New York City. And well, he was one of those guys too, where I don't remember who it was that came out and said like this guy has never dealt with any adversity. Yes, he's not going to know how to, and you're going to experience that in the NFL. And I feels kind of true. Oh, 1,000%. I mean, this is a guy who, I mean, draft day would have nailed. No one came to his birthday party. They don't <laughs> like this kid. Yeah. He's a little mommy and daddy's boy. Gets everything he wants. Yeah, well, it comes off as spoiled. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know what they're going to do uh, with him. Speaking of Aaron Jones, or sorry, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones reworked his deal to stay with the Packers. I think that's a good move for him. Staying there, I think it's a win-win. Yeah, Aaron Jones gets to stay there in what is probably a really good offense for him, and the Packers get to keep a great running back for a little bit cheaper. That's, I, if you can get him to do that, congratulations to the Packers. And he went on a little bit of a media tour uh, during the Super Bowl week, too, just kind of bounced between all these different shows. And, you know, he had a lot of nice things to say about Jordan Love, and then he also went on and was like, hey, like, we would love to have Aaron Rodgers back. We would love for him to, you know, one, not retire, two, 
stay here and play with us. But three, also understand if he does, I think Jordan Love's ready to go. You know, he talked about how well, how much better he looked in training camp this year or this last offseason. He's starting all the way to OTAs all the way through and into the preseason. He's like, you know, there was a huge jump there, and you could see that if, you know, called upon, we might be okay. It doesn't seem as like, you know, you know, death or, you know, life type of situation if Aaron Rodgers moves on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even for the Packers, I wonder who else they could bring in. You know, bringing in another veteran guy. You're probably not going after the Jimmy G types if Rodgers moves on. Andy Dalton, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody that's serviceable and can play. I would... Marcus Mariota, maybe. And those young receivers looked real good last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Too. Your guy, Christian Watson. Love it. Uh, Romeo Dobbs even looked real that's good. The, that's it, the name I was trying to it, think it, of. See if you could add another guy. They need to find a tight end. Like, I know they have Robert Tunyon, but, like, they need – they need a tight end that they can truly rely on. This is a very good class of tight ends mm-hmm. this year. In the like, draft. if you can find a way to land Dalton Schultz, like if the Cowboys can't pay him or don't franchise tag him, mm-hmm. see if you can land him. Like, that would be a great option to Green Bay, even if you keep Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I think Mike Gusecki's also a free, agency, in a free agent. I don't know if Miami's going to bring him back. If he's out there, I mean, that's a guy we've just been waiting to kind of explode onto the scene. Yeah, phenomenal maybe it's just been his, He's never really put it together. I, I, and I – can't help but wonder if it's a QB situation in Miami, mm-hmm. you know, if he's just never had a guy that, that looks for the tight end to make something happen. Yeah, or fit, too. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes guys just don't fit in that offense. Maybe you see him move on. I always liked Mike Gusecki. He was, yeah, he was one I of my mean, favorite prospects. I feel like that's our guy to look out for every year we go into a fantasy draft. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. This is going to be the year, Bob. <laughs> yeah, I feel like everybody that drafts with us yes. feels that way. Like, hey, this this guy. Just keep an eye Jump on. out the gym, just throw the ball up to him. Yeah, he hasn't really had that breakout season. No, nope. <laughs> still <laughs> maybe, waiting. Maybe hey, he next will. year, maybe we're a year ahead. Finally. Three years in a row. Uh, the other name, the uh, big news this weekend was Eric Bieniemy officially takes the job with the Commanders. That's one that we had talked about, an idea that we've floated out there for a long time. Maybe it's time for him to move on and go somewhere else. I think it definitely is. It, going to the Commanders is an interesting one. I mean, congratulations to him. You know, we, we talked about it on Thursday a lot, too, with, you know, maybe he just needs to go somewhere and just be the guy. You know, get a fresh start, get out of Kansas City, show what you can truly do. And then, you know, it kind of hit me when he got hired of the fact that he has to go accept another offensive coordinator job instead of a head coach job. And I know we've kind of heel-turned on this, you know, topic several times between ourselves, and maybe it's just a bad interview. You know, they're not hiring him because, he's, you know, because of the race that he is and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's like, you know, we've seen a lot of head coaches get hired for less. He is, you know, a head coach of a guy who's been an MVP, two-time or two-time MVP, two-time Super Bowl champion. Like Eric Bieniemy, he's been there. He understands what it takes to win and what it looks like and what that mindset and attitude needs to be and what that culture has to be as well. If you can take that into Washington and make something happen for a year and Ron Rivera just decides to hang it up or there's another job that becomes available – I think Eric Bieniemy, if he shows any amount of success or explosive offense there yeah, in I Washington, agree. is immediately going to be hired. Like it is just going to be the next. Like there it is. Mm-hmm. That's what we've been looking for. That's what we were unsure of, because the last couple of guys that came from Andy Reid, Matt Nagy specifically, I think just kind of ruined that for you know the Chiefs coordinators and for Andy Reid. Doug Peterson, he's kept it alive, but I think Matt Nagy was really the guy that just kind of like like mm-hmm. you know derailed it for a little bit. Oh well, yeah, and then even with. Be enemy too, looking at it and saying like, how much of it is Andy Reid? How mm-hmm. much of it is Patrick Mahomes? And I've been Travis very strong Kelsey, on the topic that it's Andy Reid still calling plays. 
I don't know what the heck I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know that for a fact. There is a possibility that, you know, Eric Bieniemy is over here calling plays and getting things ready to roll, and Andy Reid's going to talk to Patrick Mahomes because Eric Bieniemy is trying to dial up and focus on what the defense did the drive before to call for the next offensive drive. Maybe he's talking to the running backs because he used to be a running backs coach. Maybe that's where he's at. So he might not have that best relationship with Patrick Mahomes, but that doesn't mean he doesn't have that relationship with somebody else on the offense. And I, I kind of feel bad that, it, you know what I mean, didn't give that any recognition or thought. Yeah, and we'll see what the commanders can do. They've got some good, young, talented receivers. Uh, they got the 16th pick in the draft. Yeah, I I don't know what they're going to do at quarterback. I don't know if Sam Howell is going to be given that opportunity. But also, it's I think it's a good hire mm-hmm. for them, obviously, bringing in a guy who's worked with, even just worked under Andy Reid. Called plays or not. Worked under Andy Reid as an offensive coach. That's a good move to bring him in and, and see what he can do. And maybe he gets the ball rolling there it's 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 not going to look like what it does in kansas city yeah but if it looks better than what it did last year if they're able to score some points maybe it will be an opportunity for eric Bieniemy to get uh, a job somewhere else uh, you know other people that are looking for a job right now the xfl's back hey i had no idea this flew way under my radar and i am a i'm a big um spring football will always fail guy yep i watched it today I barely know what's going on, but it is on the TV. Do you like it? Don't know yet. Probably not. Man, I really hope it does succeed. But at the same time, it's like you got to give me something to watch. Like you got to have, you got to give me something to look forward. They've got to. some names. Yeah, you know, Jack Cohn is playing quarterback. Yeah, uh, but we've got like, AJ McCarron. So you've you've got some names, but nothing, nothing real big. You've got some uh, coaches. Heinz Ward is out there coaching. And I think one thing that The Rock is doing, who's running this league now, or is at least the figurehead of it, embracing the fact that, yes, this is going to be a developmental league. Mm -hmm. We are not ever going to compete with the NFL because the NFL is just too big. But this is a chance for them to be a developmental league and to start trying new things. Even one of the things that I noticed immediately was the fact that you have the over-under and you have the spread displayed right there on the screen. Mm-hmm. Because I was watching it and I, I saw like, the game that's on right now, St. Louis, negative three. So what is that? They, is those timeouts? What is? <laughs> no, that's your spread right there. They've got the line. They've got the over/under on the screen. They're talking about betting. I think that can be huge as well. Oh yeah. It, uh, we even talked about it for the Super Bowl. Why is the NFL not embracing this? Of even when you're doing the national anthem, put a timer. Mm-hmm. on there you know what these people are betting put the betting odds up or maybe even if you do an alternate broadcast you know, the manny broadcast is obviously a big hit already but if you could watch an nfl game and have all the betting the live betting odds up i think they do you, on you would dominate channel but for i think college has that i don't know about the nfl to be completely honest with you but it's again one of those things like, i don't know if i really want the nfl to kind of head in that direction like, because I feel like that's just going to, I don't know, because at the same time, it's like they're going to make money. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure the NFL at some point is going to create their own sports book. And if that's going to come out, that's going to be We're already huge. seeing them in stadiums. Yeah, you know? and I think that's another reason why, you know, some states or, you know, teams that are in states that don't have gambling are possibly looking to rebuild in another state that does. Can you see Chiefs? <laughs> right. We're looking right at you, Bob. Like, you're the team. It's, it's interesting, but I don't know if I want that being included in the broadcast. That's why I think it's it's probably part of an alternate broadcast. Yeah. You're probably going to have your traditional stuff, but I like the way that it's displayed. Mm-hmm. And it's not ignored. 
Yeah. Uh, like there's so many broadcasters or even not in, you know, just the NFL, but watching a sports game, a sports game, watching a game and knowing what the over under is and then seeing like the Scott Van Pelt bad beat. Talk about it. Yeah. At the end is, of the game, yeah. talk about what the over under is and how close it is to hitting or what the spread is. Just simple things like that. It doesn't have to be 100% betting, mm-hmm. but you don't have to ignore it. It's legal that, I mean, in a yeah. lot of states. That is very Talk true. Talk about it. You know, it, it would be super easy to have a producer get in the ear of Tony Romo and say, like, hey, they make this field goal over-unders. What do you think the gym is? What the spread is, Jim? <laughs> what do you think the gym is? Spread is about I, I, I what I don't know. I don't know if it's going to hit here. Let's take a look. Uh, but I, I do like what they're doing. Will I tune in next week? Like, no. I just honestly stumbled upon it today. I saw some people talking about it. I didn't know it was going to be back this week. Uh, but I think that their best bet is to become a developmental league and trying new things like the kickoff stuff that they're doing. Mm-hmm. It seems a little bit more exciting. Uh, the guys can't move until uh, the kick returner catches the ball. It felt like they were, we were seeing more kick returns. Yeah. So if that's something they want to try out, try it out. I, I, don't, I don't know if it's going to work or be successful or whatever, but just like Major League Baseball, we're going to talk a lot about rule changes. Try it out in these different leagues. Yeah. Go to the minors and say, hey, are the bigger bases working? Maybe they are. And that's, you know, leading into the what do we do without football. I'm pretty damn excited about baseball season. Spring training already. I just know this year's going to stink. For the Royals, yes, it will. Yeah, like that's like last year was so exciting because the young, you know what I mean? I was like, let's just bring all the young guys up. Why are we dealing with these old heads? Like get them out of the way. Let's get the young guys up. The young guys are up now. It's just like. Now they we got to wait for them to get more good. games than anybody in. in yeah, it's like now we got to wait for them to do something. It's just like <laughs> God dang it! Like, Massey's got three more errors tonight, and you know it's like Bobby Witt's the only like potential thing here, and like Pascantino is he gonna hit a home run? There it is, and it's just like, huh. Yeah, like I'm excited. I just I need to find something to be excited about right now. But like for so this for me, year, as a Royals reason, fan, I'm, just, I'm I'm excited about those young guys mm-hmm. the, to see them actually play every day, or even for us. Being Royals fans with Bobby Witt Jr. All right, give him the opportunity to play shortstop every day. Yeah. We don't have to mess around with him at third base anymore. Or, you know, even on the you know more national level, seeing some of these good young players come up, uh, Bobby Witt Jr. getting another year of him, uh, Rodriguez in Seattle. A lot yeah. of good talent. You've got some superstars that moved around. Hopefully you'll get some superstars like um, Fernando Tatis back this year. Yeah, if you can say healthy. It, it, yeah, it, the rule changes, too, that they're doing this year. Um, my favorite one is the bigger bases. I think this is phenomenal. If it creates more action on the base paths, I'm about it. Because there should not be someone leading the league in steals with 41 steals. Like, Ricky Henderson's record is like 120. That's becoming the most untouchable record. He had 120 sports. stolen bases in a season? Yeah. I didn't realize it was that high. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. I need to look at I didn't have the, like, official number. But having somebody steal 41 bags last year and lead the league. Who was that's it? That's just not cool. Uh, I don't even remember his name. So I, I need more. Or how about the fact that uh, when I was growing up, the 40-40 was a thing. Like, Barry Bonds was able to do it. 40 home runs, 40 steals. Yeah. That's pretty much been dead. But now that you're bringing it back and we're going to hopefully see more guys steal bases, mm-hmm. 
then maybe uh, you could get that back. You know, we could have guys that can maybe get 41. I remember Ryan Braun flirting with it, Matt Kemp flirting with it. Uh, had like 39 steals, 41 homers. Mm-hmm. But it feels like the game of baseball has changed so much over the last couple of years. There's just not a big priority on stolen bases. Yeah, like it's steal, the stealing aspect is like if you're not fast, you're not stealing. Like these catchers are too good now, but it's also like, hey, we're just trying to hit home runs. Like we're just going for splash plays. Oh, yeah. And you're banning the shift. So, I mean, how much bigger is the base going to be then if it's going to open up the ability for it's steals by, numbers to go up? 15 by 15 to 18 by 18. And so I don't. I so don't now know, three inches is a lot. It is. That's a lot. Three inches on each side. Yeah. Tell me about it. Uh, not me or you. Um, I I don't know how much it will affect the game because so many players I think just don't want to. They don't want to mess with it. But maybe, maybe it'll work. Mm-hmm. And that's where you know I tweeted out the other day. I actually kind of like these rule changes. Take a chance. I do like the, the whole shift ban. I think that's going to be very nice. It's also going to be nice for me when I play MLB The Show and I can only hit to the left side or the right side of the field and I don't have to worry about. You got that extreme pull hitter. Exactly. cannot hit opposite For field. some reason, I'm really good at hitting to right field. But mm-hmm. it's like the game picks up on that and you got a guy in, you know, second baseman's all of a sudden playing shallow right and it's like, oh, yep. I'm definitely not doing anything now. And that is another one of the rule changes. They have banned the shift where you have to have two infielders on each side of second. And your infielders must be on the infield. They can't be in the outfield. Uh, I've already seen graphics, though, teams that are just going to shift their outfielders. You're going to bring a left fielder into shallow right field and have two outfielders. So I think we're still going to see some shifts. Mm -hmm. Man, just poking the ball over that third baseman's head. Maybe. One of these days, maybe it will happen. feels like it's been 10 years I've been saying that. Yeah. Just a little bloop single right over his head. You're really not that hard. A triple. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you are Albert Pujols or the slowest person in baseball, <laughs> you're getting a triple out of that play mm-hmm. every time. And then guess what? People will stop shifting. But I, I do. I don't like to shift. I know a lot of people are in favor of it. I'm just not. I want to see more doubles. I want to see more triples. I want to see more hard-hit balls to the outfield that mm-hmm. aren't right to that second baseman, that shallow outfield or whatever position you want to call it. So I am I am in favor of banning the shift. Uh, the pitch clock is another one. Yeah, I kind of like that. And see, it me too. I, seems I think to be working. Of, maybe just old traditionalists, they're like, oh, don't change the game. Kind of like this one too. I, mean, this, I don't even look at this as really changing the game. It's like just improving it. Mm-hmm. Like there's no reason to be at a ballpark for four hours. Right. Like, that's just... and like, Well, let's not pretend like the rules haven't been changed in baseball. They lowered oh, the mound in 1968 yeah. uh, because pitchers were too dominant. They, they've changed things. They've juiced baseballs. Major League Baseball juices balls. Mm-hmm. Spider tack is out there. Like, things have changed. So I'm in favor of these rules, too. And even the pitch clock, they've been doing it in the minor leagues. And it has reduced games by 26 minutes a game. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah, We don't have the attention spans that we used to. Sitting in a ballpark for three, three and a half hours, it can be pretty tough sometimes. I mean, yeah, like, and there's just not enough action going on. And maybe there will be, you know, with the bases being extended here, and there is, you know, a pitch clock where a pitcher's got to hurry up and get the pitch off, and mm-hmm. maybe he's a little bit tired. So now you got to sit here and like, okay, how many, how often are we changing pitchers? Because you know he's getting through pitches much quicker than he's used to, or things are kind of out of whack. If it, you know, batters are getting rolling and stuff, and the bases are bigger, and all of a sudden you got more action on the base paths. Hey, bud, let's go for it. 
give me something to cheer for mm-hmm. instead of worrying about if I'm sweating through my ass, you know, on my shorts here. And if I stand up and go to the bathroom, is someone going to be looking at my ass because I'm sweating <laughs> through my shorts? That's a, that's a personal problem. 1,000%. That happened to me last year. I decided to wear khaki-colored shorts and was just like, this is way too fucking hot right now. Or I wore light blue shirt or light blue shorts because I had a white jersey. And I was like, "All right, cool, here we go." And then I was my arms were so damn sweaty that I leaned forward and had my arms laying across oh, my yeah. legs. Uh-huh. And then I sat up and I noticed I had a sweat stain. I was like, "Man, if I stand up because I'm sitting down and I'm still sweating, it's not like I just stopped." Is this going? Had a ass sweating? <laughs> like no, nah, dog. Can't be doing that. There's no time for that. Mm-hmm. I that's how am I going to fill my void of football though? I I think it's baseball. And Tyler put it in the chat too, asking if we're excited about the World Baseball Classic. I am. I love this. It went away in 2020. Uh, it's back now. It starts March 7th. It, it, this is pretty much it's the Olympics of baseball. You get a lot of really good players playing in it, which is sh- it's shocking to me that you actually have guys like Mike Trout that are saying, "Yeah, I'll sign up." I will play for Team USA. And I think Bryce Harper is maybe even mm-hmm. in it. I was trying to pull up the, the roster real quick. But you're getting some superstar-level players that are signing up to play in this. And somehow uh, Brady Singer is pitching for the United States. I don't know why or what they saw in him. Um, oh, hey, he came out. He entered the year strong. Let's not forget that. But, I mean, just even looking at the infielders, Pete Alonzo, Tim Anderson, Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, Trey Turner, and Bobby Wood Jr. That's Team USA. That's your infield. That those are all star players plus Bobby Witt Jr. That's a damn good lineup. I mean, you've got Arenado and Goldschmidt were right there for NL MVP this year, and then in the outfield, you've got two of the best outfielders out there: Mookie Betts and Mike Trout. Yeah, Bryce Harper not playing. It looks like, but did he back out then, or did we just? Make yeah, that I know up? he's got the elbow injury, so he's he's probably not doing it because of that. But I mean, that's. That's going to be exciting to watch. So am I excited about the World Baseball Classic? Absolutely. I did see the hats got tweeted out a while back. Not excited about those. Well, now i got to look because I don't remember what they look like. They're just pretty boring. I, As Team USA, I feel like you could do more. I don't know. They put like a star on the hat. I get it. What's the deal with stars, man? Like, why is it? Every Olympian, you know, Olympic uniform. It's like, just keep it cash. We don't have to have stars and stripes on absolutely everything we do. Did you let Old Navy just design (laughs) these hats? Like, what is, what are you doing? Man, you, you, (laughs) Old Navy took the American flag (laughs) and made it like designer. Like, it was just, I remember as a kid, dude, like, oh man, you got an Old Navy t-shirt. The, Uniforms for the World Baseball Classic looks like it's a travel baseball team. One hundred percent. Like somebody just slapped on some logos. Like, like hey, is this, it just we have a hat with a star? Now you can put your two letters. Okay, U.S. Is it that hard to just put USA around it? Like just right down the front, just USA. Mm-hmm. Or Mer- Merck would be hilarious. But. <laughs> or you know, like the Yankees have their overlapping logo. It's kind of like what they tried to do here with the U.S. Mm-hmm. It, could, it just could have been so much better. Yes. I really, I just, how do I get on a team to just tell brands yes or no? How do I become a brand consultant mm-hmm. to just where they run an idea by me and I can just go, that ain't it, man. Mm-hmm. And I think if you removed the star from the hat, maybe there's a chance I would actually wear it. 
Is the star supposed to be the A? Is that what it's supposed to be? I don't think so. I think because it's, it's like, like hey, U.S. and then are they? Do you trying remember to make... that we have stars on our flag? There's 50 of them. Let's put one on the hat. We get it. Just a giant one. Yeah. Are they it's... practicing in Dallas? Is that it? Like, doubt it. Doubt it. The jerseys are pretty bland as well. Guys, we're better than this. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be the greatest country in the world, and that's the uniform you guys picked. Congratulations. <laughs> I am excited about it though, and the pitch clock too. Back to the rule changes. 15 seconds. Uh, with no one on base, and then you get 20 seconds with a runner on. Uh, if you go over that as a pitcher, you're going to get a ball. And if you're a batter, you still have to be in the batter's box. You can only leave. You can only step out once. I think that's going to be huge. Mm-hmm. And you have to be in the box ready to go with eight seconds left, or you get a strike. I, I'm all about it. Speed up the game. It does feel like it kind of lags on there for a little bit. Ban the shift. More steals. To me, all three of those are a win. Thank you, MLB, for doing the right thing. Now, the next step is stop blacking out your games. <laughs> Let us watch them. Uh-huh. Well, you know, the Valley Sports uh, is pretty that much going to go, go bankrupt. bankrupt. Yeah. It, it sounds like that's going to happen real soon. I, I'm not a fan of Valley Sports. You, you do have to get rid of the, the blackout. Well, the only reason they're Valley Sports is because Fox Midwest went under. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Or the, the lower level of Fox brand. Uh, yeah. And uh, Rob Manfred has even come out and said, like, you should be able to pick your package. You should be able to, you should be able to watch your teams. Yeah, get rid of blackouts. The other, it's like, I don't, why do I have to pay to watch MLB games? Mm-hmm. I don't pay to watch football games. Yeah. The NFL starting to head that way, and I think we're all getting pissed. You know what I mean? Like, basketball games, like, okay, hey, like, you're not putting every game out there. There's just so many of them. I mean, I get it with yeah, baseball. baseball is the like, same way. But I do, even with somebody, if MLB and YouTube TV, like, there should be some kind of streaming, which sucks. You're probably going to have to pay for an extra mm-hmm. package. But that's, it is what it is. I will probably just continue to steal games off the Internet, which works very well for me. Mm-hmm. I've only got a couple viruses that shut down everything. But <laughs> it works. I mean, we're running, and I know we've cracked jokes about it. We've talked about it a little bit when we had the radio show, too. I'm very close to just being like, hey, put all this shit back together. Put it all in one deal. Let me just pay one big price for it. Because you all keep raising your prices. Disney Plus, we're raising our prices. Netflix, we're raising our prices again. Yeah, can't share your password anymore. Yep. Yeah, we're, we're you know, <laughs> Good taking luck back the that. amount of devices you can sign in. I'm not paying for it. I'm the, see, that's, I'm the family member that pays for it. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like YouTube TV is the other thing. And it's like, man, like I'm hardly like – I'm only watching the, like football games on this. I'm not coming home just sitting that's down and popping up YouTube TV. But that's where I was at today. It's like, should I just cancel YouTube TV right mm-hmm. now? I'm really thinking about it. Mm-hmm. It's but what, like, like 60, uh, 70 bucks a month? 65. Uh-huh. How much of it am I watching? Yeah. Same with Netflix. <laughs> like, Full Swing came out, which is that golf documentary over last year when they did the whole season. Netflix did, and so they pretty much got to cover the LIV and PGA Tour and stuff. It's been incredible, by the way. If you've not watched it, I definitely recommend it. But it's like between that and then like now HBO Max, like, you know, they have all these great shows. The Last of Us, I hear, I've been hearing great things of. Ted Lasso's coming out next month. So it's like, whoop, okay, want to go watch that a little bit. That's $6. I hear Paramount Plus, they just got bought out by Walmart. So their prices are probably about to skyrocket too. And so it's just, there's just too many dang good shows almost on too many different networks. Like, why does every network have to have their own thing? Just be. I miss the good old days when it was just Netflix. Yes. 
But you like every you have to you have to have no NBC's like mm, no we want you know what I mean we want to have full control over the office we're gonna put it on Peacock. Mm-hmm. Hey, I don't like the office that much. So I'm gonna go download a whole another thing to watch it. Mm-hmm. It was great because it was here and it was convenient. Yep. Like just. I mean, how many are there right now? You have HBO, Netflix, Apple TV, Apple, Hulu, Hulu, Disney Plus, Paramount Plus, Amazon Prime. There's seven. Uh, and I know there's somebody that we're missing. Mm-hmm. Did I already say HBO? Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're paying 10 bucks a month for each one of those. Yes. Because I'm sure that there are people out there that are not password sharing like I am. That's easily $70. Yeah. But most and of them. And then you throw on YouTube TV. And then you throw on YouTube TV. And then ESPN Plus. ESPN Plus and Disney Plus. For some reason, they're not connected anymore. You know what? I and With ESPN Plus, I tried it because I wanted to watch um, the Avalanche Hockey. Yes. Most of those games are blacked out. How, how am I blacked out in Missouri from a Colorado Avalanche game? You got to pay another network, dog. Valley Sports is what it is. Guarantee it. Um, and it's just like, also, ESPN Plus is so hard to get around. Like, mm-hmm. to find articles on their website blows. Mm-hmm. Or to watch anything that they put yes. on there as well. And I feel like every time I close the app, it signs me out. And I have to remember the password. 1,000%. Yep. Why? What is wrong with your... Yep. And I hate when I also open up the ESPN app and I got to close out a giant pay-per-view deal for UFC fight this weekend that I do not give a shit about. <laughs> like, do I come to your app and click on anything UFC? Uh-huh. No. No. If you're going to listen to me talk about your app right now through my phone, FBI agent, tell them. You tell your boss to tell their bosses to stop showing UFC pay-per-view fights on my phone. Because I ain't doing it. I'm not going to pay an additional $60 to watch this fight. Uh-huh. Which is confusing. The, all the streaming and subscription platforms are just confusing. Like Everybody's got to get the theirs, dog. But then I also have to pay for the pay-per-view? Baller on a budget, man. Same thing with taxes. <laughs> taxes, right. man. Adulting sucks. It does. And why are there so many damn taxes for everything? I get taxed on my paycheck. I got to buy a car. I get taxed on it. Then I got to get taxed on having the car. I want to put gas in my car. I get taxed on my gas. I want to buy something for my car. I got to get taxed on it. Uh-huh. And it's like you have a car in this county. You're getting taxed on that. I'm looking at my paycheck like this is what it should be. That's not what it is. Where are all the other dollars that i have if you i want an itemized list on where my individual tax dollars are going <laughs> your individual ones i want my i want subscription based on where my taxes go how yeah. about that mm-hmm. that seems like a great idea actually Maybe who do i talk to about that do i need to write a letter to my senator who's so. not going to respond to me i remember being telling that as a kid oh just just write a letter to your your you know your local representative, your representative. to your senator <laughs> <laughs> never heard from me since pal wait did you actually write one Yes. Well, when I was, was a kid. About? We were all like, it was an assignment. It's mm-hmm. like, I, know, I doubt they ever sent them off. That's probably Same the thing when I was in sixth grade, it was like, pick a celebrity. They listen to this episode, like this assignment. This was super sketchy. Sixth grade teachers like, hey, find a famous person, band, celebrity, athlete, whatever, and write them a letter. I picked Vince Young. I was in sixth grade. We then had to look up their contact information. We, this, we, this is how early this generation, my generation, learned how to stalk. We had to look up the address of this individual that we could send this letter to. I looked up where Vince Young lived, and I found the address. 
And then I wrote him a letter telling him how he is my favorite player and how I love the Texas Longhorns, and I'm excited to see him play for the Tennessee Titans, but I wish he would go play for the Chiefs. <laughs> and then I had three rookie cards for Vince Young that I was supposed to mail off with that letter. I was sick the day we mailed the letter, so I didn't get to send the cards. I still have the three cards, thank God, but I never heard back from the letter. And then Vince, McYe- or then Vince Young went down the middle drain, mm-hmm. and the NFL career kind of stunk for a little bit. But outside of that, it was like sixth grade, dude, my teacher's having us send letters to celebrities. Just looking them up. That's too much access to the Internet. It's almost kind of creepy. And this started with me trying to figure out why I'm paying $65 a month for YouTube TV. And now we're here. I'm still, I still want an itemized list on where my tax dollars are going, though. Like, like me individually. Like I want them to like when they look at my paycheck and they're like When you pay your taxes. Exactly. Like, oh we took hundred and fifty yeah. dollars for this, we took seventy five for this, we took fifty yeah. for this. I have till April fifteenth to pay mine, you have yep. until May fifteenth. Tell me where it's going. Mm. What are we doing, Joe? I don't know. <laughs> Damn, I make the IRS really earn their money now. You already know how much I made. Why do you want me to tell you? Because let me tell you, I'm going to fuck it up. I know I am. Yeah. I'm nervous. Right? You think I can do that, Matt? No, I gotta pay for someone else to do it. Yeah. Percentages? No, no, dog. Uh, other <laughs> things that are math-related, uh, World Series odds are out there. Yeah. <laughs> and I was surprised when I looked at this because the Astros are the World Series betting favorite right now at plus 650. Then you have the Mets, the Yankees, and the Dodgers come in at plus 750, and the Braves and the Padres at plus 1,000. This feels like a pretty wide-open year for the World Series. Yeah, I mean, it really does. And even for the Astros to be up there, like, they lost Verlander. They've lost some pitching. So looking at them, I don't see them as a strong betting favorite. The Yankees dealing with some injuries. We'll see if Aaron Judge can capitalize on what he did last year. Dodgers lost some guys. The Mets have spent a lot of money. I just don't know if I ever trust what they're actually doing. I was really surprised to see that the Phillies are not higher on this list. I I just thought that they were a team after adding Trey Turner, getting Bryce Harper back healthy. But they even came in at, like, lower than plus 1,000, 1,400. So what were we talking about about three minutes ago? Started to just derail where you're at. Your taxes. Someone commented, pathetic. I I suppose you can masturbate with your own tears. I read it. (laughs) Damn, bro. Mm -hmm. And then dipped out on the show. He sure did. Appreciate the listen. Thanks, Brody Crow. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. (laughs) Uh, But anywho, yeah, World Series wide open, man. Mm-hmm. Do you think we'll see a rematch? You think we'll get to that point, Astros and Astros Phillies? Phillies? I don't think so. Maybe is it me? I don't believe in the Astros. Maybe they'll make some moves. And, like, I really didn't rotation? believe in the Phillies. I was just surprised they made it. To be honest with mm-hmm. you, is this the year for the Yankees? You finally paid Aaron Judge, or does he just take his money and just kind of hang out? Right. I I don't love or hate Aaron Judge. I want to see him be healthy. No, like, just do it again. Be healthy mm-hmm. again. I don't think that he's going to hit 60 home runs again. But even if he's healthy and he's hitting 45, maybe 50, that's solid. Mm-hmm. It, it Every year it feels like this is we're waiting for the Yankees, though. And then they, they add some pitching. Carlos Rondon. You have Garrett Cole there, who has looked pretty solid since mm-hmm. the whole spider attack stuff. End of the year, kind of rough, but I are they still that. checking hats and gloves? Oh yeah, between innings. Yep. I wonder how closely they are. <laughs> you know, I think they still have to take their hat off and their glove, mm-hmm. and the ump's just got to be like, "Yep, all right, go." 
You got Harrison Bader in the outfield now, Aaron Judge, maybe Stanton's healthy. You bring back Anthony Rizzo. This is a pretty good lineup for the Yanks. They should be. I mean, honestly, it's like no excuses. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, that's truly what it feels like for the Yankees right now. Like, no excuses. This it, has got to be the year. Looking at what they brought in, uh, you have Scherzer and Verlander going this year. Uh, if those guys are both healthy. I saw Jacob deGrom is already having like some elbow issues, I think. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be scary for them. But then even looking at you know, Pete Alonso, Francisco Lindor, they'll probably make some moves at the deadline even. I don't know. I just don't know if I can trust the Mets. It always feels like the Mets find a way to Met, which means somebody's getting hurt. <laughs> I just... And that's, I mean, that's just been the thing with the Mets here. I was looking up when the last time the Yankees won the World Series, and it was 2009. So it's been a little bit. Like, I mean, you, you've you've gone full circle on this, on being good, sucking, and then not Who being Who was it that was big on last year? Did I say Blue Jays Cardinals last year? Mm, yeah, you did. I mean, Blue Jays, like, kind of fell kind off of last year. It. I'm kind of feeling it again this year. <laughs> I think the Cardinals are a team to watch because, I mean, you lose Yachty and Albert. Like, this is really the opportunity to be like, okay, we've kind of moved on from the old guys. Like, last year was their last run. You I've know, said this before. Gave them the a lot of at-bats and opportunities. It's not popular. You upgraded at the catcher position. Yachty's a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. He's also old. Can't run. You have a better catcher now who can go in and probably catch more games, maybe DH a little bit. Like I think they upgraded there with Wilson Contreras. I think that they can be good. Maybe this is a little bit of my Nolan Arenado bias. You had two guys mm-hmm. that were MVPs. You got to figure out something with pitching, though. I don't Wayne Wright right is a great pitcher. My God, he should not be your ace at like nearly forty-two years old. How could you not find someone else <laughs> to come in and eat some innings if you're St. Louis? Do they have any young guys coming up for their pitching staff? They do in me? the field. I know that, but not yeah, not that I can think of pitching wise. They've got Jordan Walker, who's a big prospect, who they moved to the outfield. And I think another middle infielder. Spend some money and go get a damn pitcher. One of these off seasons they will. And the Blue Jays, that was my prediction last year. I still think that they can be very good. And maybe it is the fact that they have all these guys that, you know, I recognize their dads. Uh, but yeah. Vlad Jr., you have Whit Merrifield there now, Matt Chapman and Bo Bichette. That's your infield. I kind of forgot about Whit Merrifield, to be honest with you. Uh-huh. <laughs> George Springer in the outfield, too. You got Kevin Guzman, Alex Manoa in pitching. Mm-hmm. Pretty solid. I feel pretty good about the Blue Jays. The thing with the Blue Jays, they just didn't have that depth in pitching, right? Is that really what just kind of hurt them? Yep. And they I fired like they kind coach. of dealt with some injuries, too, last year. Yep, fired their manager midway through the season, mm-hmm. which I dogged on, but it turned out to be pretty Same good. Same with the them. Phillies. I mean, they just – what it was the Phillies, right, where they did it. We were just like, why in the world do you fire your manager? And then phew, there they go. Yeah, and made a run. Uh, it, it'll be a fun MLB season, though. As far as awards go, um, I, it, obviously a huge name that we have not even talked about yet is Shohei Otani. He's the odds-on favorite to win the MVP at plus 200. Uh, Aaron Jones hit 62, 63 home runs last year and almost lost the MVP still. That's how good Shohei Otani is. He's the favorite, like you said, at plus 200. He's going to be fun to watch all year because he is a free agent after this year. Yeah. And I know Mike Trout has come out and said, like, he's trying to recruit him back and things like that. I kind of want to see him test the water. What kind of contract does he get? 
I mean, if you're the angels, like, at what point do you just say, like, hey, man, we, we just can't figure it out ourselves? Like, you have Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. You have some other hitters there. <sighs> Nothing. I mean, there's just, there's never anything to show for it. Mm-hmm. Like, Not yeah, Mike Trout's going to try and bring back Shohei Otani. What'd you say? Not in the wind column. No, I see yeah. some long home runs, some great catches, pitching performances. They just, they're, they're never. I mean, we've good. talked, we've seen them even last year. It was like, Shohei Otani has a home run and struck out like eight batters. Mm-hmm. Angels lose three to one. <laughs> exactly. Like, Shohei Otani is the only one that scored there on his home run. Uh huh. So it's just like, Golly, man. The AL MVP odds go Shohei Tani, Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, Julio Rodriguez at fourth. He's another really exciting player. See if he can take another big jump. Uh, rookie of the year last year, uh, Urdano Alvarez with the Astros, and then Vlad Jr. with the Blue Jays. The NL side of things, though, looks it's pretty stacked. Juan Soto at plus 550 is the favorite to win MVP. He's a Padre now. He is also joined by Fernando Tatis Jr., who's at plus 1,000, and Manny Machado at plus 1,200. Padres, that's another team. Like, man, if they just ever put it together, they all I mean, stay healthy. <laughs> Last year was just so disappointing. And granted, again, due to injuries, but you're paying everybody right now. Like, your whole team, you've completely paid for. Yeah, the Dodgers, add Xander Bogarts. Dodgers have paid off. For the <laughs> Padres, it's like, ugh. Ain't happening. And Manny Machado said something. I saw an article came out today where he wants another 10-year, $40 million contract. Yeah, he's going to opt out after this season and become a free agent. Is someone going to pay him $400 million? With the way those contracts worked last year, I mean, if Xander Bogarts is getting whatever he got, 12, 12 years, 300 and something, Manny Machado might be able to. Golly, dude. But we can't get every game on TV. <laughs> Yes. You get teams paying out these massive contracts. Now, Mookie Betts is second on this list with plus 900. Then you have Paul Goldschmidt, who won it last year, plus 1,000. Ronald Acuna Jr., plus 1,000. You know, it, it's pretty loaded, though, for the sure. for the MVP award. And then on the, um, the Cy Young, just dominated again. Garrett Cole, I feel like he's always up there. Jacob deGrom. We'll see. Alex Manoa with the Blue Jays. He's a guy that last year at the All-Star game, I fell in love with him. He was mm-hmm. so good when he was mic'd up. And you know, on the NL side of things, Corbin Burns, Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer, yeah. the, the regulars. Uh, Spencer Strider is another young guy up there. I am excited about what this Major League Baseball season can bring. If you get a guy like Aaron Judge that can duplicate or come close to what he did last year, Shohei Otani, it's really weird. And we've said this a million times. The talent that is in Major League Baseball right now is unlike probably any other era. Yeah, honestly. But for some reason, it is just, it's a dying sport. Is it the way they market it? I know what it is. You can't watch it. You can't get it on TV anywhere. And I think it's so hard to to follow it, too. Because it's not even just watching it. It's, oh, I have to pay attention every day. I mean, yeah, there's a game on a Wednesday at, like, you know, Two, you know, it's like I'm right. not in the mood to watch baseball right now. Like I'm at work. Like I'm not. It's like I don't even know why I'm watching the game today right now. You know, or you know, it's you get to Sunday. And it's like okay, hey, we know everybody's playing, but you know, big games outside of that, I'm not really paying attention to it. Yeah, it is tough to. I love baseball, but it is it is tough to pay attention and be like that dedicated fan. Like because again, Karen, comparing mm-hmm. it to football, where you can watch easily all 17 games and easily 
you're watching a couple other teams play mm-hmm. as well. No other sport is going to live up to it. Like football is just made for the American market of this is how we do it. We're going to dedicate an entire day. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to know what's going on. Everybody's going to follow it. There were other sports, even like the NBA, it's tough. You'll you'll miss a random Thursday night game or oh, whatever. Oh, one thousand percent. Tuesday night games as mm-hmm. well. I'm not I'm not coming home from work on Tuesday being like, ooh, who's got the big game tonight? Or in the NBA, load management is just yeah, awful. oh, it's brutal. Because you will, you'll see. You, you know, I was trying to watch a game recently, and like LeBron has been out mm-hmm. since he broke the record, or you know, other guys that are load management. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I don't even know if they play. Are they still active? And I, I don't honestly, I, didn't, I couldn't tell you the last time I heard anything about the Clippers. Mm-hmm. And they, when Kawhi went there, it was like, is Kawhi Leonard the best player in the league? Yes. He's not. Is he even in the top five discussion anymore? He never – I mean, we literally we don't know because he doesn't play. Mm-hmm. And, or if he is playing again, I'm not hearing about it. But it, I'll take the blame on that. I'm not paying attention to basketball at all. I followed the NBA account on Instagram last night. It just hopes that it shows up on my feed. I did the same thing last year with uh, Kansas and Duke in North Carolina so I could just see that while I'm scrolling Instagram, like just so I can be up to date on, like, okay, how they're winning and the highlights, just names to keep an eye on. Because I was just – to me personally, I was like, I've been bad about just going and looking it up myself. But if I follow it and put it here for me to see, then, yeah, I'll catch up on it and I'll be up to date with it. Read down the Bleacher Report app. No. <laughs> Yeah, all the notifications. Yeah. I don't I don't care about Mahomes tweet or, you know, LeBron's tweet or what yeah. they liked or what they reacted to. Like to me like that it's to me doesn't matter. It's a very pop culture sports app. I think we talked about it. Like what is Bleacher Report now? I feel like that's what they are. Like here's what's kind of happening in pop culture but with sports. Mhm. They I mean they're going after the big the big city market young generation. Mm-hmm. On what's hip and cool and, like you said, pop culture. Yeah, it's not like, hey, let's break down Patrick Mahomes' best throws from the Super Bowl. Yep. It's, they've, they've, they're over the casual fan. Tweeted, here's what he's doing at the parade, which I'm sure there's a market for it, and they're very successful still. Uh, but how are we going to spend our time? I'm, I feel like this is the time where I start getting into basketball. Uh, yeah, because. I, I realized today was February 19th, and I thought, oh, almost March. I should watch more college basketball. Yeah. And there's been some fun games. I can say that. And this should have been a really big year for college basketball because you had so many superstars coming back. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know, just football just dominates. It does. And, like, that was the thing last March, too, is when we came into Mm -hmm. it. It was, like, college basketball season's here. And then the NFL dominated all of March with how crazy it was. Mm -hmm. Like, even in college basketball, you had um, Alabama was number one ranked. And they, they got dipped out. They're already lost? Yeah, already. Which should be really exciting and cool that there's such shakeup, mm-hmm. um, especially at the number one seed. You have a team like Alabama being ranked number one. Uh, but if Purdue lost earlier the week, in this week, I think. Mm-hmm. Alabama lost as the number one seed, which should create a lot of parity, and you should be pretty excited about it. But I think when we really start to break it down, especially with college sports, you want the dominating teams. You one thousand percent. But the other thing too with college basketball is, it's hard to follow along on these teams because there's so much change every year. Mm-hmm. So unless you are like a diehard fan of that team, which neither of us really are for a team that's a diehard, right. right? Like you're not paying attention to who's coming and going. You're not having anyone that's staying an extra year to you know build something there. They're going to get their money. They're going to the NBA. If they're an NBA prospect, they're out of there. 
And some of the guys aren't even going to college anymore. They're going yeah. to the G League, which I don't, I don't blame them. Some which I'm, yeah, I don't blame them. But one, not watching that, not paying attention to it. Until you're a star in the NBA, I'm probably not paying attention. Mm-hmm. But that's just because I'm not as big a basketball fan as I am football. So, again, I, I'll take the blame on it. That's just on me. And it's almost, uh, for me, it's almost mowing season. That's how I'm going to spend a lot of my time. You got big plans this, this spring and summer for your yard? No. You're not going to neglect it any, are you? Well, I don't know why you say no like that. Like, last year you put in a whole backyard hangout. You got a little fire pit. You got a little, you got lights and poles up. I mean, so that your yard is... was the spot last year, dude. Yep. That will be a thing. It will I've be. been monitoring the weather to be like, when can I do it? Dude, it's pretty you. nice out here. I've today. been, I've been not like wanting to invite myself onto that or like, you know what I mean? Like, as soon as it's a nice weekend, it will happen. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, blazed up back again <laughs> for another season uh, in my backyard. Uh, that's it for us today, though. We appreciate you guys putting up with the nonsense of random talks. Talked about Damn taxes, ankle <laughs> taxes. Triathlons. This is a big country episode. It was, actually. and I like that I slid a little bit of personal information about myself, then ignored it. <laughs> Most happily in a relation. We're going to end the show on that. <laughs> we are. We appreciate you guys, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. Thanks for listening.